George, I got two kids over here. Oh my goodness. Children. What what happened? Yeah. This is horrible. Then he looked at now. The, the mother went crazy. She tried to kill him, I think. You need to get him seen real quick. This one's not been breathing for the last, well, I don't know how long. But this girl, is she still breathing as I hand them over, I'm assuming? He quickly checks her. Yeah. He says, there's, there's a pulse. Okay. It's weak, but there's a pulse. Okay. Thanks, I'll get, I'll get them right in. Yeah, you get right on it. And um, he yells for people and someone comes out with a couple of stretchers and after a few checks, they realise that the boy is cold, but they wheel the, the girl in in a rush and he's he's sort of reaching into her mouth. He can see that there's a blockage. He rolls her over onto her side and he's 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 reaching into her mouth and trying to um, pull out some of the the mortar or whatever it is that's stuffed in there. And she's she's you can hear a slight wheeze. Um, as he as he wheels them into the hospital. I don't know whether you want to follow in or whether you want to head back to the station. Yeah, I'll follow along behind. i say, I think it was uh, like plaster of Paris or some kind of plaster anyway. All right. Uh, oh, completely covering the face. Oh, God. How horrible. Yeah. Who would do such a thing? I don't know. They, they wheel them into an operating theatre and you're kind of ho- hovering, I guess, in the reception area. Hey, uh, we don't know what this is involved with, but there's foul play of one kind or another, that's for sure. So you want to get some hospital security on this uh, this door here, just in case. Oh, all right, good idea. We'll, we'll do that. Okay. Well, we'll let you know as uh, soon, as, soon as we know what our, her condition is. Please do, you know where you can reach me. Sorry about the boy. Yeah, I'm sorry about the boy too. You save his sister. I'll come back and check in as soon as I can. City's crazy tonight. Tonight? Hey, you must have had a hard day. Barely, barely three o'clock. Christ, well, George, you know I haven't slept in days, I don't think. But uh, you take care of yourself. Oh, you and the rest of the town. It's the heat. Yeah. It's hotter than a, a wombat's asshole. Yeah, you're not wrong. I don't even know what a wombat is. No. Oh. fuck's that? Some kind of meat house entity? I don't even know what that is. It's just what they say in Queens. <laughs> I tell you what, wombats have really weird arseholes. I, can, I know that for a fact, because I've seen one. That's why it's so hot. Anyway, I better get, get to this girl. I don't know why I'm standing around talking. Yeah, fucking hell. I thought there was someone else looking after her. Go, go, go. In your mommy's arms, you're sleeping. And soon dawn will come creeping with her. la The Apocalypse Players present The Afflicted from Reckoning of the Dead by Noah Lloyd and Matt Ryan with Dominic Allen as Detective Rusty Steele Dannon McAleer as Detective John Caramel Joseph Chance as Detective Lorenzo Ferrari and Dan Wheeler as your Keeper of Arcane Law Part 5 The Irishman Um so he he 
he runs in, the door slams behind, a couple of security guards come and take up their position on the door. I think I, I wander back, halfway back to reception and then I dash down a little corridor and sort of heave, dry heave over a bin for a couple of minutes and then sort of straighten up and light a cigarette in the hospital. Those were the days. Yeah, of course. And walk course. back out front. Like two. Yeah, why not? To a patient. There you go, kid. One of the nurses says, oh, quick, can you, can you breathe on this man? He's very sick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention it. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so are you heading back to the precinct? No, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I said that I'd meet him back at the motel. Um, maybe we arranged to meet back at the precinct. Either way, I'll, I'll honour whatever I, we arranged. It was quite a sure. dashed sort of separation. Yeah. Let's say for argument that you said you'd meet him back at the precinct. Cool. So, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hightail it back there. And if he's not there, then I'll go straight to the motel. Sure. So, in the motel, Detective Steele has just placed... Maria Vestri under arrest. Um, she's, as far as I recall, she's sort of inconsolable, hysterics, having just realised what she's done, looking at this, um, like, uh, plaster, this with this plaster on her hands, it's sort of crusted and lumps of it all over the room and a, a bucket in the corner that she's clearly been mixing it up in. Now, if I remember correctly, I called for backup, didn't I? Did I? I'm not sure you had, but, well, we can say for argument that you've called for backup, yeah. Um, and and they are, uh, they're on the way. Oh, maybe that was at the other place. Yeah, it was. It was at the other place, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I cuff her. I think she, she submits without without resisting. All right, Mrs. V- Mrs. Vestry, I need you to come with me. We're going down to the station. <sighs> oh, God. Oh God, what have I done? Oh God. Oh God. We'll get to the bottom of that in time. But first of all, I just need you to come down the stairs and sit in the car. Uh, 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 all right, all right. Um. And she stands up like a zombie, and um, and she, she, and then she turns around. And she says, "Can I get my my coat? Where is her coat? Can I see it? It's sort of slung on um, slung on a chair in the corner of the room." Uh, I go and get it for her and I say, um, is there anything else? Um, my, my purse, some, some formula for the kids. <laughs> and she sort of breaks down crying. You see, sat on the dressing table, the, the items that she's mentioned, her, her purse, handbag and, uh, yeah, a little bottle of formula. I'll walk over and, and gather the stuff up. But while I'm doing it, I'm going to check her coat pockets and everything and her purse and see what's inside. Great. Okay. Um, <laughs> fantastic. So um, her her purse is, there's, you know, not a lot of money in there. There are uh, some pictures of the kids, uh, a picture of a man who you recognise as her husband, um, and yeah, just like loose change, really, uh, and a few receipts. Hmm. And in her coat pocket, there's the keys to the motel room and a matchbook. And you can see the matchbook is from uh, like a club called the Riles Club on Staten Island. Hmm. And the other receipts in her 
wallet are mainly groceries, one or two other like bars and things, but but mainly mainly things that you'd expect. So the only thing that really stands out is this matchbook. Interesting. The Riles Club. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm going to take her downstairs. Get her in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. And actually on the way out, I stop in the reception. Is the receptionist there? Uh, yeah. I say, um, listen, uh, I want you to leave room whatever it was. Oh, sure. Exactly as it is. Of course. My colleagues, my colleagues are going to be here. So, we shouldn't, you don't want us to go up and clean? No. Absolutely not. Oh, we, we like to keep the place clean. It's a crime scene. If you interfere with that room, you're going to be arrested. Oh, God. You'd be an accessory to something very, very significant. Oh. You understand? I, I, of course, of course. All right. We'll be as quick as we can. Thank you. Please do. One more thing. Uh, yeah? <laughs> I'm not sure I caught your name. <laughs> I can't even remember whether it was a man or a woman. <laughs> it was a woman, definitely, uh, I think. Was it? Alicia. Uh, my name's Alicia. All right, Alicia. That's a nice name. Th- thanks. Be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah, like the keeper forgot it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you've been very helpful, Alicia. Yeah, we'll be as quick as we can. I'd appreciate your discretion. Of course, and yeah. See, I I go and put her in the car and drive to the station. Right, so I think Steele and... uh, Carmel arrive at around about the same time I think one of you one of you must have got a left right because you were in the same car on the way I took the car to the hospital ah ah I think that might have been why you called for backup fine well let's say for sake of argument that backup arrived Mm. and you managed to put her in the back of a car Mm. and um, take her down the station Mm. So you arrive back at the station um, and you take Vestry down to booking. You hand her in, you ch- you um, you take all the, the receipts and the, the matchbook and her items into evidence. She has a, you know, a belt and her shoes, everything taken away from her and she's, she's booked. And you head back to the station where the chief is waiting for you. Mm. Just uh, steal, caramel. Oh, hell of a morning. Yeah. Started pretty quiet, right? But, oh, boy, it's, uh, it's heated up. You're not wrong. Listen, Nelson, g- get in here. This okay. uh, somebody, somebody I'd like you to meet. As we walk in, I just pat um, Rusty on the shoulder and just say, the boy didn't make it. The girl, maybe. And then follow in. I don't say anything. Not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just internalise it stoically. So he takes you into his his office, um, where there's another man there, an older man, stood there. And uh, he says, I'd uh, like you to meet an old friend of mine, a former cop. His name's Eamon Moran. Ah, pleasure to meet you. Oh, pleasure's all mine. Huh, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. 
Moran's got him. Um, he's got some experience of uh, strange cases. Oh yeah. I tell you what. I don't want you to say anything until Ferrari turns up. Moran's Moran's got this idea that your cases may be connected. Right. I don't know. He said something about when I mentioned when I mentioned dreams. He uh, just had to come drive down all the way from all the way from Boston. Wow, that's quite a trip. Yeah, tell me about it. Taking him all morning. Yeah, well, hopefully there is some connection. I like to drive. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did a few donuts in the car park when I pulled up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was you. Yeah, uh, yeah. You meant to eat those, but hey, you're not a cop anymore, I suppose. No, no, not anymore. Well, let's hope there is some connection because this, these fucking. Cases you put us up for, Chief. No offense, but there's some dark shit is coming on in this city right now. There's a lot of people having some peculiar experiences, that's for sure. And dreams they ain't. Oh, hey, I think that's uh, I think that's Ferrari now. And he dashes out of the office. Moran follows him. While they're out the room, briefly, I I turn to Caramel and I say, uh, "Hey, you can tell that Irish guy ain't a beat cop no more." Nah. Such delicate hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably a fixer for the mob or something. And then they uh, they make their way back in with Lorenzo Ferrari. Do, as he's coming in, do we know Ferrari? Renzo? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I assumed we did. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. Yeah. Young, desk jockey. Mm. Skinny as anything. Nice. Uses his brain, but not that much. It's, it's just famous for getting paperwork done really, really fast. Nice. <laughs> Probably the most useful person in the department. <laughs> just speeds through it. Yeah. Ferrari. So these three walk in, and the chief says, "All right, I, I, I don't, I can't pretend to understand this all myself, but as I say, I, I made a call to uh, Moran, and he, he wanted to come down and check it out himself. So, yeah." I guess over to you, Eamon. Tags, Chief. So, when Con here, sorry, when Chief McCarthy here called me, he told me some of you had been complaining of uh, strange dreams or lack of sleep or something. And the Chief says, yeah, you know, Ferrari's partner didn't even... uh, didn't even make it in this morning. And next thing I hear, he's been taken to hospital. First time I hear someone being taken to hospital for poor sleep or bad dreams. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's not the first I've heard of it. So, boys. Yeah. Tell me, what do you got? What's happened? Well, uh, Renzo, you want to spill yours? I uh, I, t- I take my handkerchief out and I, I wipe the sweat from my brow. <laughs> and, and you see that there's blood on my cuffs and there's blood on the handkerchief as well. Jesus. And I, and, and I look a little discombobulated. Ties out of place. Not usually the way I normally look. I say, yeah, I got that guy, uh, Robinson, Ed Robinson on ice. Uh, looks like he, uh, huh. looks like he killed his wife and his baby. Uh, there was a, there was a journal which I took, right, Dan? Yeah, and as you say that, you realise it's it's still in your jacket pocket. It's in my pocket, and I, I think I, I take it out. I hesitate in that classic way that I suspect 
it engenders all sorts of responses from all of the men in the room, but I, I'm completely oblivious to all of them. <laughs> and I, I, my hand shakes slightly, and I, uh, but I still toss it onto the chief's desk, and I say, that was the journal. Got to say, pretty off-putting reading. Glad I didn't have it for breakfast, if you know what I'm saying. You've had a good look at this already. I, uh... I tried to make a call to my partner as a result of reading it, but, uh... Yeah, yeah. So, I, um... Anyway, I, I got him on ice. He, he came in easy. Um... Killed, killed the baby. There was blood everywhere. Blood, it was like, it was thrown around. But, uh, I cleared a rug. And under the rug, there was, um... Some kind of, uh, pattern. Uh, hmm. Some kind of... I don't know, some kind of eye, maybe, in a star shape. Christ. Uh, looked, looked like looked like this guy's into some really sick stuff. Yeah, sounds it. Moran sort of, kind of, his back kind of straightens up when you say that. He says, I've, uh, I've heard that kind of thing before. Nasty business. You have? Hmm. Okay, well, that's good. What are you two up for then, huh? And I, I, I nervously put in a cigarette, clearly keen to drop the uh, drop the floor to them or give the floor to them sounds like we've all had a rough morning yeah well our first call out was uh, a noise complaint turned out it was a guy making effigies in his room out of dead dogs yeah stretch the skin over him Jesus Christ it was pretty fucked up and this place stank God, I ain't smelt that in... I ain't never smelt nothing like that now. Not in my life. Anyhow, anyway, we, we, uh... We got him, and, uh... He tried to run. Tried to fucking jump. He did try to jump. Remind me, did we get a book from him? From Price? Uh, Clark Price? Yeah. No. I remember there was writing... I f- well, unless I'm just imagining this in my head, I thought there might be writing on the walls and stuff in, like... No, um, there there wasn't, actually. There were these steel pyramids, sort of cage-like, stretched over with dogskin. Couldn't remember if we got his, like, journal or something, or his diary. No, you, you sort of discovered there was really nothing, um... Mm. Oh, as far as I recall, there was there was nothing of any... But speaking to the neighbour, we found out he he goes to clubs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. He'd come back late. Which also leads into our the second deal of the day. Missing missing persons. Oh. Music hall. Dancing. That sort of thing. Wait. This is a lot of people go to clubs. What's the uh, We don't know what we don't know what club he wouldn't say, but um No. I guess we could try and get it out of him. Yeah. It was his next door neighbor. She uh some old lady, she wanted to make us coffee. Anyway, she said that the noise wasn't just the hammering and banging. It was also he'd come back late some nights. Uh, He didn't look like the kind of guy who frequents nightclubs. Lanky mess of a man. Mm. So it was kind of odd. Sounds like it was either, you know, an alibi or a a euphemism or or an excuse. Given the state of the apartment, I did ask him if he actually lived there. He claimed he did, but uh, I wondered if maybe he had uh, some other safe house or bolt hole where he lives and that he does the the mutilations in his apartment to the dogs. I don't know. I don't know. Describe to me, I'm sorry to make you relive it, but describe these sculptures. Well, they were like uh, 
sort of pyramids, were they? Would would you say like conical? I would say they were architectural. Made out of like a, a wire framing, some sort of metal like bent into shape, but they were these points and uh, the dark skins had just been stretched over them. Hundreds of the dozens at least. Mm. It was like he was turning his apartment into a model city. Yeah. But like no city that I ever recognized. Yeah. Cynic doggy New York, as you said at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Sure. And the chief says when you brought him in, he looked like he hadn't slept for a week. Yeah, well, at least that. Yeah. I I run my hand through my hair like a man who's hiding a secret. Badly. (laughs) You got something to say, Ferrari? I just, uh... I ain't been sleeping too good either, and I just thought, um... Talking about the noise complaint, I, uh, I guess I should have started, sorry, Chief, with uh, the call-out to um, Peter Carter and his girlfriend, Peggy Wheeler. Is that right? Uh, this this guy, I didn't think it was connected until I hear all this, and now I'm thinking maybe... When I say I didn't think it was connected, maybe I didn't want it to be connected, in all truth. This guy Carter said he'd heard music, so much so that it was bugging him so much that he hadn't slept after visiting clubs with his girlfriend, Peggy. Huh. Uh, he took hostages. I dealt with it. There were a few complications, and I'm, I'm sorry about the fire, Chief, as I say. But uh, <clears throat> the the upshot was I, I got the kids out, and the hostage was was fine. But this kid Carter, we got him locked up. I mean, he is not talking about much, if anything. But he definitely said he heard this music, and I went everywhere. I like I went into the I went into his apartment. He was in the next door apartment. And the, re- the record player was not playing. He could still hear the music. And I'm pretty damn sure I heard nothing at, ho- at all. And, and no one else knew on site. Like, we had some good men there. And you spoke to the, the girlfriend? I spoke to the girlfriend, and she said that they'd been to clubs. She couldn't remember where she'd, exactly where she'd been, but she thought that uh, the jazz club on Friday had been when it started. Oh, jazz club on Friday. Is someone taking some notes of this? I got it all down in a piece of paper here. In fact, um, and I... I get my notepad out and, and feel a bit more. Yeah, I tell you what, this is there's definitely a connection there because our second case was also linked to these clubs, this music. We had the missing persons. We had Maria, what's her name, Maria Vestry, who we just brought in, who uh, Steel here just brought in. She went missing. Her husband was frantic, took her kids with her. But all we knew was she'd been going to these clubs. And she'd been seen going that way with the kids as well, which didn't make no sense to me because you can't bring a kid to that club. But either way, we just found her in a motel trying to suffocate her own kids. She managed with one of them. One's dead. One might be saved. Now, I don't know if there's some dead kid music going around here, but there seem to be babies lining up on slabs like nobody's business. We do have a lead on one of the clubs. Oh, is that so? Yeah. When I I booked uh, Mrs. Vestry... I searched her uh, coat and purse, and I found this matchbook for the Riles Club, Staten Island. Mm. Riles Club. Might be a coincidence, but I don't know. When you've been a detective as long as I have, you learn that if there's enough evidence pointing to something, it's not a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) That's good work, Steele. Let me tell you, it, it was the strange... The dreams and the lack of sleep when the chief mentioned it to me you're talking about music making people kill their children what I know is good honest police work 
is what's needed to solve even the most esoteric of cases. Yeah. I worked with a a young man once who talked of mm, traveling in, in dreams, but I have to say he was one of the best one of the best police officers I ever worked with. And that was because he looked at the details. So, you know, it's all this modern music. It encourages the young people to kill each other. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's a theory you'd steal. I'm not sure I agree with it. The Lindy Hop and all that. These pop fiction novels are so violent. It just, it makes, it scrambles their brains. Let's let's have a lick. Let's let's have a look at this. Let's have a lick. Let's have a good old lick. Let's have a lick. Let's <laughs> Is that an Irish expression? <laughs> hey, put out some tunes. Let's have a lick. <laughs> uh, let's have a look at this journal that you picked up for Ari. You you said you read it. I skimmed I skimmed through it. Um skimmed it. Yeah, it's uh well, you know. Well, listen. It was on site. That's why they call you Ferrari, I guess. You don't skim. You read in detail. Who wants to read the first entry? Read it to me. And he picks up the book and sort of goes to toss it to anyone who's going to hold out. Uh, Immediately, he goes to toss it to Ferrari. Do you hold your hands out? I think I'll take it because I feel like I don't want anyone else to... Yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy now, so I don't want anyone else to necessarily slip over. So I do. I think I I go for it as fast as I can. I trip slightly on the chair, which is next to me. And you two are used to me with my long limbs yeah. um cracking into things. It's almost like I'm always off for a sprint <laughs> and I just can't stop myself. And I, I sort of clumsily pick it up and I go, sorry, sorry, Chief. Um yeah, yeah, I I'll I'll read it. So you You've you've read you've skimmed through this whole journal and, and as far as you remember it, it only really covers the past week or so. But you haven't sort of sat down and forensically read the whole thing. No, I don't think I did that with a single entry, distressingly. No. So um you just turn to the first entry. Oh, I should give you I should tell you what, what date it is today, really. That would be helpful, wouldn't it? It is it's the 29th today or 29th of august monday the 29th and the diary begins on tuesday the 23rd do you want to share it with the room uh i i, I will um detective inspector i mean uh, uh mr moran you call me moran that's fine moran call me peacock if you like my friends do uh runzo it's a pleasure. Tuesday 23rd, I dreamt of this strange place again last night. The visions of Saturday night alarmed me so much, uh, but I put that down to too much strong liquor at the uproot earlier that evening. But the dreams have grown more vivid still, and this time I fancy I could control my movements in the dream world. Once again, I heard that name. Kadath? Question mark. I know not if it's some place or person, but I feel drawn by it. I'm now keeping a dream diary, thinking I may more accurately plot my journey through those green lanes and pretty stone towns. Last night I bought a map, if only I could see it when waking, and, and, and hire it from the innkeeper 
and hired from the innkeeper's steed. Uh, he's got crazy spelling. Uh, I don't think he's that educated. Yeah. Well, try not to judge. Sure, sure thing. Yeah. Although, he did kill his baby, so maybe we can judge. <laughs> <laughs> judge him on his crimes, not his education, is what I'm saying. Damn straight. So he hired from the innkeeper's steed. He called it a zebra, but it was to my eyes more like a painted donkey. Oh my god. <laughs> what would you call that? A zonkey? A... Yeah, I guess a zonkey. A zorse. Anyway, uh, there's a bit more. Sorry. To my great annoyance, um, I had only just left the town and could see the mountains rising beyond. When the baby began his infernal wailing and I was roused from sleep, I fell to sleep again but could not return to that wondrous place. Holy crap. And that's the, f- that's the first entry? That's the first entry, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's stop there. Right. Thanks. But he killed his kid because he kept disrupting his dreams? So, look, I saw other, other references, yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like, right? I mean... Yeah. I don't think this guy served. I don't think he's had some kind of easy excuse for, like, coming back from seeing something he shouldn't see. Yeah. Mm. So the two of you know that I um, I jumped out of an aeroplane into a tree and, uh, and hurt, hurt myself. And so during the war... Nigel Farage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So And so could no longer serve. So it's like everything comes back to the war for me. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, uh, this, this, this name, this place, this thing, Kadath, Kadath, Kadath. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, he's looking for it throughout the whole thing. Right. Well, as I say, the dreams are interesting. They're the things that got me down here, but it's the police work that'll solve the cases. Am I right? Well, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Right. So what have we got? What have we got in the real world? I don't want to know what he's dreaming about. What he's... That's right, that's right. We don't, we don't need to know what this guy's, what this guy's got in his crazy dream. That's, that's all right, Mac. I think one of the first places we should check out is this Royals Club. It's the only lead we got on one of the clubs that we know one of the perps went to. Read that entry again in the diary. Tuesday 23rd, I dreamt of that strange place again last night. The visions of Saturday night alarmed me so much. But I put that down to too much strong liquor at the Uproot earlier that evening. Stop. The Uproot. The Uproot. It's capital U. So it's, yeah. You know that place? I know the Uproot. Well, I don't know it. So we got the Uproot, we got the Riles Club. Right. There's something going on at these places. There must be something that connects them. It's a shame it's not the same place, but... Mm. Well, let's let's talk to Peggy um, Wheeler and see what, see what she says. Yeah. Mm. Either way... If they're clubs, we can go to them. We can find them. Yeah. My hunch, and this is just a hunch, is that if people are talking about the music, if music is something that's going to connect these clubs, then it's probably going to be they book the same singer, the same band. Yeah. Well, he said Saturday, right? And we got a date in that journal, so we can work out who was playing that night. Mm. And I bet you dollars to donuts, the the perps are going to be connected to the artist that is playing these clubs it's going to be drugs or something like that yeah some kind of religion I think Steel yeah it could well be or possibly some some 
hoo-ha. Like maybe we maybe we drugs the test. I think I like your lead. I my suspicion is that it'll be a it'll be a, a musical group that are using their ability to be booked in sep different clubs, move around the clubs. They're using that as a cover to smuggle a contraband around, pushing it on people, driving them crazy. Hmm. I like it. That's my working hypothesis. That that makes a lot of sense. I like it still. This stuff always comes down to, to, to liquor or drugs or... Yeah, it could be, Mac. I hope you're right. I furiously rub the back of my head like a man trying to hide a secret badly. You're right there, Renzo. You feeling all right, Ferrari? Sure, sure. Sorry, Chief. Sorry, Chief. And I think I look at um, Steele and Carmel at that point with, with sort of haunted eyes. Hmm. As if I want to say something, but don't don't dare in front of these two senior police officers. I just say, uh, hey, Renzo, Renzo, you want to smoke? Oh, uh, yeah, sh- sure. And I, I put the, the dregs out of the one I've got. <laughs> I just chain straight into the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look like you're almost finished. Have one of these. So, you, you got some leads, fellas, right? One of you... Yeah. You boys want to check out the, the, the Uproot, the, uh, the, the Riles Club? Yeah. And, uh... Who are we reporting back to, you or Mr. Moran here? Uh, well, me, of course. I'm the chief. Yeah, yeah. Moran's here to help out, but, you know, I... I see, I see. I'm, I'm still your chief. Yeah, no, of course. I'm just, he's an outside consultant. No offense to you. I'm just saying, you know, we get anything on dreams we talk to Moran? We get anything on the uh, the cases we talk to you, that sort of thing? Or are you guys just hanging out here? Well, uh, how about you boys? How How would you feel if I came along for the ride? Been a while since I've um, flexed the old muscles. Since Bright's taken the day off, makes sense to me. Yeah. Carmel, Steel? Yeah, yeah. A friend of the Chiefs, huh? And also, you know, the more bodies we have. I mean, I've seen some stuff today I'd rather I'd never seen. We don't know what we're getting into here. we got to take it serious. So an extra gun, always wanted. Sure, well, let me, um, Chief, can you get me a sidearm? So what are you waiting for? Get going. And he, he screws up a piece of paper and goes to throw it at someone's head, but he can't decide who. I'm going, I'm going. Uh, I'll pocket the, the journal again. So uh, you you got a few leads to check out. Who's who's taking what? Someone want to speak to uh, this Peggy Wheeler? Someone someone want to check out the Riles, the Uproot? Well, let's check uh, Wheeler right now, and then we'll we'll head over to, yeah, whichever one she fingers. Yeah, my instinct is there's no point splitting up. We can talk to we can talk to uh, Peggy. We can talk to uh, Mrs. Uh, yeah, Vestry. V- Vestry, Mrs. Vestry, and we can talk to um, we can talk to Clark uh, Gable, Clark Price as well. Sure. Let's get them all in a room, or in three separate rooms, and we'll take them one at a time. Break some well-deserving teeth. The old bad cop, bad cop routine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> An Italian, yeah. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old bad cop Italian cop routine. <laughs> yeah. Bad cop Irish cop Italian cop routine. We got them all. <laughs> sure, sure. We can, uh, we can, we can get. Uh, you know, if you think you might be able to get anything, any any sense out of Vestry or Price, we can we can get you in a room with them. Sure, I'll get sense out of Price, but I don't hit ladies. Well, so Peggy Wheeler's still hanging about. I know she was uh, anxious about her fella. I think uh, I think it would be good to. Um, I told her not to leave town, so well, yeah. I thought she was still here. Ah, damn it! I'll check. 
Well, the two perps we got downstairs. That's an easy job. I, uh, I, I, I open the door and say, Hey, Cindy. Huh? Oh, yeah? Is that lady here, that nice lady, Peggy Wheeler, Peter Carter's girlfriend? Oh, yeah, I think, um, I think the desk, desk sergeant just gave her, gave her coffee. She was real worked up. I think she's still here. Okay, I'll get on to that one. You you two, I'll meet you, like, um, how long do you need? Uh, not long. Half an hour? Hey, Carmel, how about you How about you take Mrs. Vestry and I'll speak to Clark Price? Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Cindy. Okay. Hey, Cindy, that uh, drink later. It might have to wait. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, that's all right. It's been a busy one, I'm sorry. But hey, I'll take you somewhere nice. She blushes and dashes back to the typing pool. I look at Carmel in awe. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, as I was leaving, I was going to say, uh, Mr. Moran, do you want to come? I'll just uh, uh, get some affairs in order and then... Uh, sure, sure. If you're heading out, I'll come with you. Yeah, it's that kind of town. Best to get your affairs in order before you go out on the beat. Ain't that the truth? I'll, uh, I'll see you two down by the uh, down by the lockers in, what, 20? Yeah, let's say 20. If that, sure. You know what we'll be. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll head over to talk to her. And the, and the other two of you, I think, head down to the, to, to the cells where, um, where Vestry and, uh, Vestry and Price is the one, the two you wanted to speak to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I defer to Steele. I'll go to Vestry if he's going to Price. That makes sense, right? Was that what you said? I just think, I think she'll respond well to your style. And I think Price... Least said the better, yeah. I think my style might work on price. <laughs> Enjoy. I crack my knuckles. <laughs> so let's start with let's start with uh, Ferrari and Peggy Wheeler. Yeah. So yeah, so Ferrari, you 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 find Peggy Wheeler uh, just in the sort of kind of like the the reception area where the, the desk sergeant's just given her a coffee and she's just sat there, kind of glassy-eyed, not really knowing what to do to herself. With herself. <laughs> to herself. Don't do anything to yourself. Don't. It's, it's bad enough already. It's, I'm, 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 Miss Wheeler, I'm glad I caught you. Oh, Detective, um, how, how's, um, how's Peter? Uh, uh listen, all right, it's going to be, it's going to be a long, uh, it's going to be a long process for him, but it's just a great thing that the kids got away. Um, the damage to the property is a real shame. Obviously, obviously he will face charges <clears throat> for that so uh, uh, oh I didn't know he damaged the property nobody told me about that I, I, I heard I heard that I think it was just you know it was just a byproduct of, of the events and I try not to th- I try not to think about the fact I threw my cigarette into the grass and set fire to the back of the house <laughs> fucking, fucking hell, hell. <laughs> can't wait to hear this <laughs> uh, and I'm now blaming the perp but of course it, it will of course make the paperwork go so much more smoothly if it is his fault, so yeah. I hope these two end up together, so they get to get married and call themselves Ferrari Wheeler. <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah, she's quite attractive. I seem to remember. So you know, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's. I feel like there's a connection between us. <laughs> Ferrari Wheeler. Anyway, wait till you find out about my old partner who was murdered. Oh, there's backstories. I've been thinking about my backstory. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Anyway, look, I've I've got a real important question for you. Um. Sit down. You got some coffee, right? Do you need a? You don't need a bagel with that. No, I'm fine. Um, I got offered a, a donut. No, no, because Benson. Benson's always got bagels. He's always got bagels. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Good, he does good cream cheese ones. C- can I can I speak to Peter or? Oh no, I'm afraid to say that won't be possible. Look, I, w- I want to do everything I can to help him, and I th- I've got a, I've got a lead. You know, I said you know I said to you that he thought he he started hearing this music when he was um, it was Friday. You mentioned you went to a club. You couldn't recall the name of the club. Friday. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I, I think it was Friday. He he hadn't really slept right since since Friday. And the two of you were there together, right? The club. Yeah, we were. Yeah, uh, I know. I know you mentioned it, so I've been kind of racking my brains to remember all the. Sometimes, sometimes it's easier when you get a little prompt. So I'm just going to say, do you do you think it was the uproot? No, no. Uh, what about the Riles Club, Staten Island? No, no. I, I have been there, but not not for quite some time. Okay. Certainly wasn't one of those. Okay. That's a real. That's a real shame. But at the same time, it's all. It's always important to uh, work out the dead leads mm-hmm. and find the one that's uh, alive. Sure. And you really, you really. Only with us. Listen. Sometimes the stress of the thing can get in the way, right? You know. That's right. Sometimes we we, we feel like we're. Sometimes we just we feel like we're under too much pressure to be able to remember. That's what it feels like right now. You know, you're you're a young woman with the life your life ahead of you, got everything going for you. I understand. I understand. You got to try and take that pressure off. Just, just close your eyes, and I, and I reach out my hand, and I take her hand. I say, just breathe. Close your eyes, and try to focus on that lovely evening mm. with Peter before things changed, because it'll be a precious memory for you. That's true. It 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 is in a way, although. Kind of horrible knowing what what came after. Try not to think about what happened after that. Try and go back to that one moment and and cherish it. And do do you remember anything about where you were? Uh, I just remember the the music was quite quite unpleasant. Like it was um, wild. Mm, it was brass. I know it was brass, like whining. Wild brass jazz. Kind of very high whining. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah. Uh, are you are you attempting? I was attempting a charm roll to see if that would soften her into a better state of. It's the best I've got. Nice. Is your charm is good, is it? It's fifty. It's fifty. You give me a charm roll. I mean, I could try and get my gun to come out of my hand really, really quickly and shock her into it. Because <laughs> I'm really good at that. You're good at that. Okay, give me, give me a charm roll. That's funny. So you're you're the fast talker, right? No, you are not the fast talker. No, but I do have one social skill. <laughs> Yeah, so do I. He's the quick draw expert. Uh, okay, because I'm smooth, but I've got fast talk as my social skill. Whereas I'm, I'm, I'm smooth and fast. That's it. There you go. Which is why I'm in awe of you because you work so quickly with your charm. Ah, uh, yeah. Whereas I'm so slow with my charm, and yet I'm just physically fast. Physically fast, all over the place, but ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> Super clumsy. <laughs> Catherine wheel. It's not. It's not a great start, guys. First die roll of the evening. It's the devil's numbers, 66. Ah. Uh, oh, okay, well. I'm going to ask you to get, roll me something different instead, having failed that. Sweet. Well, how's your spot hidden? 45. Still good. Okay, well, so having failed your... Charm offensive. Charm attempt, she's... she's Put it this way, if you were to pass a charm roll, I'd give you a bonus die on your spot hidden. Yeah. But I can't tell you why. But you could just roll spot hidden straight. I think seeing that, like, maybe she pulls her hand away and she's a bit kind of... It's exactly what she does. She pulls her hands back. Yeah, yeah. 
And I and I realised that she's perhaps misinterpreting this as, and also maybe she's picking up on something which is true, which is that I do find her attractive and I am a bit lonely. Um, and, you know, my mother's always telling me I need to settle down with a nice girl. Mm. I mean, like, even Steele said that the other day. I know it was a joke. But it's like, I did I did hear it, and I thought, why the hell was she saying that? Is she telling me to get out of the force? Can I not make it? Can I not prove myself to him? You can't live above the deli forever, Renzo. Get yourself a nice girl. <laughs> hmm. That is a 28 on my 45. Better. On your spot hidden? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So... So you, you fail to charm her. She pulls her hands back. But you see as she pulls her hands back, she clasps her purse tightly, which she's got on her lap. Mm. And, she, and she, as she's clasping her purse, she's saying, Detective, I just can't remember. I'm sorry. Sure, sure, sure. No, that's, 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 that's no problem. I'm just, I'm concerned that Peter could, I mean, he could, he could really go down for this. Uh, taking a hostage is a problem. If it had just been the woman... I could put a word in, but it's the kids as well. It was luck that I got them all out alive. He was, he had a knife in his hands. I have to report that. I have to report that. Unless you help me. And I, I look around. Listen, you, you're a good kid. I can see that. Even though clearly she's only about, we're about basically the same age. Mm. I could drop the knife point. I don't think anyone necessarily needs to know that. I could say that the kids weren't threatened. I could say that he came quietly well that that would be that would be wonderful i can't do that if you don't help me what do you need if you're holding if you're holding out on me about anything i need to know it and i'm afraid to say i need to know it now i I, i'm not holding out I, i can't remember anything you're not holding out and i sort of raise both eyebrows and i look at her purse and and i look at her you're not holding out on me wait i might have let me look. She opens her purse and she starts. <laughs> my gun's in my hat. Shoots you dead. <laughs> Flicking through her receipts and stuff. And she says, wait, wait, Fr- Friday, Friday, Friday. The harbour side. Oh, Jesus Christ. The harbour side. Boys, we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be touring the docks. We're going to be clubbing all night. <laughs> we were, we were at the harbour side club on Friday night. The harbour side club. All right. So it's a, it's a jazz club. All right. If we're lucky, it's all just different names for the same club. <laughs> Jazz, the devil's music. I think your theory is, I think you're onto it with the, it's the, it's the Beatles are moving around from club to club, <laughs> creating mania. And she says, would you like the receipt? Would it, would it help? It would be incredibly useful. And she hands it over to you. Um, we cut down to, who is it speaking to, um, who is it speaking to Price? Uh, me. That's Steel. So he, you, you, uh, you get taken down to the cells, and the 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 jailer, for want of a better better word, shows you to his cell. He says uh, he ain't said a word since he came in. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, give us uh, give us a minute alone, would you? Sure thing, Steel. Hmm. Let me think about this. So I never start with the head. The subject gets all woozy, finds it hard to answer questions. <laughs> hmm. Is he? Is he like handcuffed to the table? He's uh, well. He's in. A, he's in a cell. It's, oh right. So it's less like over the desk, like sort of modern. It's more. I uh, think. Um, think. Uh, Clary Starling and Hannibal Lecter. Right. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, and the cell's open. I can go in. 
You can if you like, but I mean, you, if you call the guy back, he might let you in. But at the moment, you're speaking to him through the bars. Oh, right. Fine. Okay. I say, um, all right, Price. I, uh, I'm getting a picture of what was going on here. I got some questions for you, and, um, well, I hope you'll, uh, I hope you do this the easy way and just tell me because if you tell me some stuff, not only will it go better for you in the long run, and at the moment, you're not in necessarily as much trouble as you could be. There's some people who've done far worse than you. So if you just tell me what you know, answer my questions, you might help us stop some real bad stuff happening. And you might even get out of here. So, I gotta ask, I gotta ask you, I gotta ask you, your neighbor said that she saw you sometimes coming back late. You'd been to clubs. Where'd you go? What's the club called? Give me a name. Mm-hmm. He's sort of staring off into the middle distance. Mm-hmm. And you ask him that question, his sort of he, his face screws up a bit like he doesn't quite understand what you're driving at. And he just says, Well, a lot of, a lot of clubs. Oh, really? Did you have a favourite? I like music, just all the jazz clubs. All right, so you go to these jazz clubs. What would be the thing that would make you go to a particular club on a particular night? Someone playing there? A particular a particular group of friends that you would associate with would be going? What is it? Oh, uh, I, I don't know, I guess. Ah. Uh. Maybe if there's a band I haven't heard before, or mm-hmm. somewhere playing uh, real good jazz. And did you have a favorite band? No, not really. Uh, I like to look out the uh, the unknown artists. You know, people who people who just love music like I do. Fucking hipster. Maybe not the big names. Uh-huh. Did you have a a particular unknown artist who you found that you really liked, you thought was better than the others? No, I... Anything you're particularly proud of discovering? I... I sort of see... I try to see lots of different artists. I don't follow one group. I... I don't know why you're asking me these questions. You don't need to know why I'm asking these questions. I'm asking the questions. You just have to tell me the answers. Mm. I thought I was pretty clear on that. Mm. All right. So you go to all the different clubs. Yeah, you know, the the Uproot, the Riles Club, the Harborside, all those places. Uh-huh. Uh, Out of those clubs, what do they have in common? Eastside Jazz, uh... Um, the, 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 the Cool Cat Club, the Late Night Spot, the, the Old Jar, <laughs> the Penny Pot, <laughs> the, the Blue Note, the Green Note, the Yellow Note. And he just starts listing off like loads, loads and loads of clubs. All right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. Uh, 
Are any of these clubs connected in some way? They all play jazz. (laughs) Right. All right. Do you know when the first time was that you decided you was going to make a papier-mâché model of some building out of dogs? Oh, uh, I suppose... There must have been something to kick that off. (laughs) People don't just do that in... You'll fall into that. (laughs) People don't do that in art class. Uh Uh-huh. I just... I just started having these visions or dreams, I suppose, where I saw this beautiful city maybe a week ago. And a week ago, was there a club you'd gone to that night that inspired this dream of yours? I'm sorry, Detective. I I can't remember. Oh, that's okay. Turns away. Hey, and I put my hand through the bars. You want to smoke? No, thank you. Really? All right. And I'm going to cut to uh, John Carmel, who's on down the other end of the corridor, um, speaking through the bars to Maria Vestry, who's in there sobbing. Maria, you want to smoke? It'll calm your nerves. <laughs> oh, God. Are they okay? Are they all right? Tell me they're all right. Now, before I tell you, you need to tell me why you were trying to harm your children. I don't remember. I just I wanted them to be as peaceful as when they dream. I, I don't know. Right. Well, you certainly went about that in a strange way. So you're saying you wanted them quiet? No. They were too loud for you? Oh, I... You wanted them dead? Of course not. Are they dead? No. They're both just fine. Oh, oh thank God. Thank God. So, there's no need for tears. Smoke? Yeah. So now you know they're okay. No thanks to you, I'll add. You want to tell me what all this is about dreams? Why you wanted them to be so quiet? Not quiet. I just... I just wanted them to be peaceful. They're so peaceful when they dream. They're so peaceful when they dream. How do you know they're dreaming? How do you know they're not just sleeping, thinking of nothing? I don't know. I Because I'm so peaceful when I dream. How do you know? You might be rocking about, thrashing around in your sleep. I don't understand. Well, I'm saying you're implying a lot of stuff that I don't think you got evidence for. It sounds to me like you're trying to excuse yourself from murdering your kids. Murdering? I I thought you said they were... Trying to murder your kids. They're fine, but you stuffed plaster all over their faces and you were suffocating them. Now don't try and tell me that's trying to make them peaceful. That's a god-awful leap to make. So what made you take that decision? Why didn't you just give them a bit of whiskey and a hot milk? I I don't know. And send them to sleep that way to dream? I, I, I don't know. I can't understand it. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. No one told you to do it? No one said, hey. No. Are uh, your kids? They're peaceful when they dream? I got a little tip. Cover their faces in plaster. It just came to you. I, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what's happening. You're in prison. Well, the police cell. And uh, if you ever want to see your kids again, you're going to start answering my questions because you made an attempt on their lives. I don't have... Any answers? I don't. Things have been so strange. Okay. Okay, Maria, let's say I believe you. 
Let's, uh, let's talk about leading up to it. We spoke to your husband. He's worried sick. Why'd you leave? Was he beaten up on you? No. No, he's a good man. Beaten up on the kids, is that it? No, no, no. Okay, so why'd you leave? I, I, I don't know. Right. I don't understand what's been happening. What day is it? Where? Uh, what day is it? Okay, what day is it? Uh, Monday the 29th. It's Sunday. Oh, Sunday, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So you've not been gone long, but I need to get to the bottom of this. Now, your sister we talked to, she said you'd be going to these uh, music clubs, you went out dancing, listened to music... Is that right? Last night, uh, last night I went to, I, um, I can't remember. I, I think I went out. You remember the club? I, I don't know. Listen to me, Maria. My patience is quite, quite good. But, uh, you've, you've done something bad here and I can help you. Okay. But I need you to remember where you went. I need you to remember what club you went to, what music it was, who was with you. I need you to focus I'm going to say, for sake of argument, that uh, at some point Steele has told you that he found um, a matchbook for the Riles Club. Riles Club. Well, he did because he said that in the chief's office. So um, yeah, I mentioned that in the office. Yeah. So I say, I say, um, what was it? Was it uh, the Riles Club? That the place? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it might have been. I, I, I think it might have been the Riles. Well, you had a matchbook from there, so I thought that would make sense. So you took the kids there? No. That's not normal, right? They don't usually admit kids, do they? Why Why would I take the kids to a club? Well, do you remember leaving from your house? I, um, I guess. Remember taking the kids with you? No. <laughs> okay. So why do you go to this club, Riles? Is it, is it the music? What's, what's up with the music? You enjoy jazz? I don't remember anything. <laughs> At this point, she falls into sobs. Right, okay. Oh, God. Becomes inconsolable. Can I do some sort of role to think if I see if I reckon I could, if there's any more to get out of here or if it, if it is just catatonic, sort of like she's no use for now? I think you get the impression that you're not going to get anything more out of this woman. Okay. All right. In which case, I say, uh, you want me to light that thing for you? And she just um, throws it into the corner of the room and c- carries on sobbing. Well, that's gratitude for you. <laughs> just so you know. It's Monday, not Sunday. And at least one of your children is dead, thanks to you. Fucking hell. And then I, I, I call over the guard and I just say, make sure she ain't got no laces. Watch her. Sir. And I walk back up. We'll prove untrue. Then what will I do? God, that was horrible. I don't know why it was that horrible. <laughs> Fucker. Just trying to kill our kids. Because we're human. That's what it is. They think that we aren't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're human too. Exactly. maybe you'll ask me to come back again. I'll say